The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You're listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and welcome to this latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and I thank you once again for your uh, for your gracious uh, support uh, during these uh, podcast episodes. Uh, this latest one is going to be a rather special one because uh, I've, uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to quite possibly one of the greatest water ski jumpers of all time, coming to us out of Canada and uh, recently selected to the Canadian National Water Ski Team for I don't know how many times, but he's uh, but he's here and will be competing in the World Championships in a few weeks' time. It's Ryan Dodd. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Tony. Doing great. So nice to be on. Indeed, indeed. I'm so glad to have you on. So uh, let's let's try let's try and address the uh, the the 500 pound elephant in the room. Uh, so far as you know, being largely absent uh, from the from from really the tournament scene for. For the for the best part of I don't know one two maybe maybe going on uh, three seasons I mean the amount of tournaments that you've skied in that time period you you could probably count on maybe one or two one or two hands uh, I'm sure a lot of it is injury related or what have you but is is that just it or is there any other reason I mean there's lots of reasons. Um and, you know, I get asked often, and it is hard to relate. I mean, most people that, you know, ski, they see that, you know, them being fulfilled is competing often and, you know, and going to all the events. Um, I try to be extremely purposeful with my time, with my decisions. Um, and, you know, jumping's my, literally my favorite thing to do. I mean, I have a lot to be grateful for. I have a great family. I've, you know, we have a you know, a rapidly growing real estate business that I've been, uh, working out with my wife, Brianne for 13 years. Um, we have two kids, but jumping is still my priority. It's still my favorite thing to do. And those injuries that you're referring to, you know, multiple hernia discs in my back, I broke my foot. Um, wow. Some hip, you know, at the Malibu open three years ago, uh, I've, you know, it doesn't have the, the range and flexion it used to. I've had some hip issues and to me, like deep down i i want to be the best athlete i can possibly be like i've always looked at olympic athletes and been like they train four years for one moment so wow i don't see like it's hard to me when i was younger i competed i've won every event um i have the world record you know i've won i think i've won 90 percent i'm i think i'm a 90 percent win percentage over the last probably eight years um you know, I keep these stats just for myself. I don't, you know, and I don't care what other people see as a metric for what being the best or their best is. I try to continuously recreate that for myself. And I had this feeling this spring, like I'm healthy. I'm, I'm in a good place. I care about what I can squeeze out of myself as a human and athlete. And that was my purpose this whole year. And I decided let's, you know, let's try to be my best for this world championships and work every moment backwards um and it's super hard indeed very, uh, very challenging indeed indeed i mean i, I mean 
I mean, with the with the injuries that you had herniated disc and all of that, it, it's it's not the easiest of things to to re- to really shake off and 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 move move forward, you know. And and I can certainly sympathise with that uh, with that comment that you made in regards to Olympic athletes, you know, like like training for four years just just for just for one one shining moment, you know. But in you know, I you know, I'm. I'm pro- I'm probably I'm 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 probably of 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 the mindset myself of like wanting to, wanting to see to see more of the greatest athletes you know take yeah. take take to the water you know rather rather than rather than having to wait for like the masters or maybe one other one other tournament in between the masters and the world championships during uh during during the world championship year and you know may maybe maybe people like myself have got to step back and say hey and we should be grateful for those guys that are training mm-hmm. as much as they train for those few few fleeting yeah. moments you know and I mean, and, and takes on for that day, every day i wake up my whole life brian and i and our kids and our whole life is strategically based in reverse based off me jumping at the world championships this year on that day counting down backwards I mean, and this is why I've won the last four. I don't take what I do lightly. When I say I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. And there's a purpose. Like, I showed up to California last minute um, because I was like, let's test all the new things I've been doing. Like, I hired a nutrition coach. I hired a powerlifting coach. I've been doing sprint work. I've lost 15 pounds in three I've months. noticed. You're cut, man. So I said, I'm going to go to California, see how my water skis feel. I've only jumped four times in eight weeks, but let's see what's up. And, but now, and it's odd, now the pressure's on me. Because I'm healthy, I'm strong as I've ever been, I'm light as I've ever been, um, and now I'm out here at the site and I'm trying to like mitigate every variable and jump far. And guess what? I haven't jumped that far, so it's kind of like I can show up not jumping injured and go 230. And now in the last week, I've only jumped 229 feet, so it's a lot of pressure. But I mean, what? Just I mean, I go to the Masters. I've been kind of training. I'm kind of heavy. I'm kind of beat up. I can win. Like feeling all conservative and like that's not what I want to do. I still want to jump over 254 feet and that's that's jump far i never jump even in practice wow if i can do it in practice um or sunday next week even if like to me that's cool and if no one watches that's too bad but that's what matters to me the most so fair to say that you met me- that you measure yourself not against your competition but against yourself well how do you how how could i if i've been ahead for eight years like what's what's that going to do to me so I've tried to raise my bar in my head from what's won 90, what has won 90% of the times and have the current world record and jumped over 240 more than anyone ever has. So what? Comparison is just is is not helping. So I need to see I need to reimagine what I can do and I need to push myself hard and ever have before I I'm too old to do it. So that's what I've done the last, you know, this whole year and it's been brutal and painful and exciting and draining and I've had a lot of help and it's a lot more work and now I'm here trying to jump and do what I love to do. Okay, so you you touched upon in in one of the previous responses that you've that you've changed a lot of things. You've gotten to see off a nutritional coach, strength coach. You know, kind of kind of like all of the things that in in professional sports that a lot of athletes kind of take for granted, especially in football. I mean, and I pay for it. And I you, and you pay fifty for it. houses in the last five years, so I can afford to be an athlete. So 
Wow. This is what I'm doing. Okay, so nutritionally speaking, what 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 has what has changed? You know, because I know I've noticed that you you've shredded really since the last time I really saw you about maybe about two seasons ago for the World Championships. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, I, again, I try on my own, try my best, and then through a great reference, I uh, someone I trust and who's helped me a lot with my back. I just he had a buddy who's a nutrition coach, used to be a pro snowboarder, and. So the last, uh, what has it been, three months we've worked together and just dug in and testing and data and finding out what works and what doesn't. And it's actually been become a lot more simple and a lot more consistent. We've weeded out things that I don't respond well to. We've controlled my calories and figured out what to eat and when, use it for fuel and um, lost a pound a week for, what is it, 15 weeks. So just chipping away. Okay, so what if you cut out your diet? Would you say what? What's the what's the main key that's that's gone I've by the wayside? Pretty clean for a long time. I mean, I stopped drinking, but then I stopped drinking at the start of the year, and that didn't really change my weight. <laughs> um, so then it was the next is you know I'm definitely sensitive to sugar. Um, I really don't eat sugar anyways, but even fruit. Like if I eat an apple at the wrong time, I'm not losing weight today. So um, basically, the only sugars i've been eating are uh, basically carrots and blueberries and only dosed if i'm pr- before exercise and a lot of protein and nutrient dense food and the only supplements really are garden of life um some magnesium at night plant-based protein powder um but just it's just weighing it controlling it um just being more precise specific and purposeful just like we're supposed to do with everything so yeah it's, uh, it wasn't like, a, oh, I lose all this weight. And it's just, and consistency. Like, I've, I have stayed absolutely consistent for three months straight. And, yeah, it's, it's a mind game. And what about strength? What, uh, what about strength and conditioning? You know, because I mean, I've seen videos of you in your garage. You know, doing doing some pretty, doing some pretty brutal stuff with uh, with weights and stuff like that. You know, but I mean, as 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 time marches on and people age, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you, you've you've got you, you've got to change your regimen at some case, at some point to 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 address the boredom of the whole whole thing, the boredom and the tedium, and, you know, to uh, to go to go align to go alongside what your what your body is doing as you as you, as you work up to some of these events. Yeah, the challenge is we need to be really the mo I'm probably the most consistent with my training of anyone I've met, um, which is boring. It's yeah. absolutely boring. Oh and my word. Spicing this up usually leads to injury. So it's it's absolute consistency. Um, continuous improvement of basics and an understanding of my body and like what what's truly taxing it, my body, my joints, my nervous system, and then when to dose that stuff, right? Like this week I, I trained here three days, I went home the next morning, I was like, Man, I got deadlifts tomorrow. And I got powerlifting, and I've had you know three herniated discs in my back in the last six years, and I'm so nervous, I'm stiff and scared, but like it's in my program. Stick to my process, stick through it, and I got through it. I had the best lifting session I've had this year, but but I had a I had a coach like train me exactly on the on the mechanics of cleans and powerlifting and deadlifts, and my other trainer um, Avery, who's trained me for three years. You know, we're interacting daily. I consulted with my physio, all this on my drive home after jumping, and. 
we slightly tweak the volume and intensity. I tweak the positions a little, a little bit less depth to, to, to tax the hips, the back, the knees less based off the jumping, trying to balance it all out and just keep these weeks, keep stacking these weeks up. Um, and, you know, over three months, my deadlift's only gone up 20 pounds, but you keep adding those quarters together. Right? Yeah, Maybe indeed. Next year, I'll be up 80 pounds. <laughs> or at least I won't be injured again. That would be, you know, it's like 38 years old. I've water, I have six foot jump for 23 years. I was 16 years old. I could jump 230 feet. I've been doing this a long time. Um, not as long as Freddie. That's, that's insanely impressive. But um, who cares? Doing this, doing this for one year is nuts. So I'm, just, I'm also thankful to be jumping and even more thankful to still have the hope that I can jump farther than I've ever jumped. And probably being in the condition enough to where you can actually wake up out of bed, at bed in the morning yeah. and not and not feel like a great big just six six years ago when I broke the world record, I was pushing really really hard everything volume intensity in the gym on the water. Um, my body felt bad, and actually that jump, I felt my hip on the ramp, and that hip is what led to my back, and then the whole the whole <sighs> web started to kind of disintegrate. I jumped a lot from like. 2010 to 2016 when i was you know third and fourth to freddie and Jarrett and those yeah. guys to tie in freddie once in a while in 2011 and starting to eclipse them and win just over 50 percent i think in 2013 i was jumping like 10 sets a week full double six foot 10 months a year that's like, insane i just that i didn't get i just i had to squeeze an inch out a day and that's not possible now yeah I jumped six jumps last week. I jumped four today, and this is all I'm gonna do all week till the tournament. And I mean, it's not just just hitting the jump; it's like kind of passing as well. And even and even and even some of those, I mean, the amount of pull and the amount of leverage that you have to take it take take off the turn. It's it's not just the impact, is it? It's ju it's just the strain yeah, of just the getting torsion, there. The tor like my position that I jump in is a lot of load on your spine. Um, but it's less load on my ski, so that's why I go <laughs> fast. But it's got to go somewhere. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a big puzzle. I still like to mess around with it. It's still my priority. Um, I watch I watch the guys. I watch the events. But but like I said, by me going, I it's it's convincing me that I'm great by winning by a foot, and that's not what I want. Um, I want to be my best. I want to show up and win by twenty feet. That's, I mean. It's a, like Coach Prime, you know, he do, just doesn't want to win. He wants to dominate, right? Or at least just be my best. Even if, if I do my best and I don't win, it's going to hurt. But deep down, I'll know. I really, this is, when you say give it your best shot, I'm definitely giving it my best shot. And uh, there's been years I haven't. This is, this is it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I don't know what else to do. I'm trying it all. Well, I mean, and, you did uh, mention you're a, you're you're getting heavily into the real estate business, that kind of stuff. But we'll mention that a little bit later on. Uh, a few minutes ago, you name dropped Freddy Krueger. You yeah. know, I mean, the fact that he's out there just just absolutely so blasting cool. away at uh, at a, at age forty eight. Could you possibly be doing what he's doing at that age? I have more hope this year, right? You know, I've learned a lot about my body and even like i said my nutrition and the things that i've i've dove into this year that give me belief that i could um but it's uh 
I'm just going this year. What can I do this year? I'm going like, and it's, you know, we got three weeks left and that's what matters. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm focused. Um, and like Freddie's always said, you never know how long you can do it. I still love to do it. Um, and I think this is gonna, regardless of what I do at the Worlds this year, if I go 255 feet or 220, I've definitely set myself up for next year for a great, great year, um, which is exciting. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, there are there are people out there that are that are probably probably thinking he's good for one more world jump title, and then we won't see the likes of uh, Ryan Dodd. And until 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 we until we see the next the next young uh, competitor coming up like like the likes of Jack Critchley or 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 Joel Poland or or the, those other guys that you've probably watched on TWBC yeah. during the oh, course yeah. of the season. Yeah, I mean it's been, it was fun to show up in California and see guys like you know jumping two thirty five and Freddie two thirty seven and um, you know because I'm jumping decent I'm. 240s all my jumps um it was nice to show up and it woke me up um that was super cool yeah there's a there's a strong field of guys but like to be honest like what year did i start i was 17 years old malibu open 2003 i got what did i get third with 227 feet you know then yeah. i went to the mastercraft pro jimmy seamers broke the world record with 236 i got ninth place with 225 <sighs> So for like all these guys to think they're jumping really far right now, you know, our boats are going way faster. The skis are better. They're fitter. Like we're, the, the, the general field is still not jumping as far as they were 20 years ago. When I first started, I got ninth place with 225 Five. at the U.S. Open. So <laughs> it's nice to see um, people starting to realize that like 230 feet isn't far. Um, bunch of guys in the 20s. We had two or three of us at 230 in California, but like, this isn't anything to brag about. We got big jumps to do. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, to give us give us a give us a little bit of a summation of what of of, of what your technique is. I mean, because yours it, yours may maybe with the possible exception of Dory Llewellyn and Jarrett uh, and Jarrett Llewellyn, you know, Canadians as well. You see, between you guys, you seem to have just mastered the technique of just being able to keep full contact on the water with your jump skis right off the turn all the way through the jump as a as a direct compass contrast to someone like a freddy krueger or a or a, or a joel poland who, who who go aerial off off the wakes before hitting the jump i mean i mean how uh, i mean how do you learn that for starters and how and and what are the keys to staying consistent with it oh well, i mean i grew up watching Jarrett, so just that visual helped right the family friends uh my dad and jared's dad grew up at the same club in alberta 15 minutes apart my dad was always around jared when he was little and then it's the obvious thing oh he's the best in the world let's look at that um you know you're just tracking you're staying in contact with the water it's more like snow skiing i mean you're losing ground if you're getting air um you're losing ground you're losing acceleration just the challenges with wakes it's like to stay in contact but not lose your position while you know going over these wakes are like moguls um is hard you you have to be really balanced you have to be aligned you have to be able to absorb with your legs while staying down so you know i just i just learned as a kid i rode my skis a lot watched Jarrett, snow skied 
my dad just said keep edging <laughs> and uh, I'd get in trouble if I wiggled that simple huh well, <laughs> I had no I mean I wasn't allowed to do it wrong so yeah well there you go well we we spoke a little bit about Canada and uh, let's let's try and pivot towards towards your country a little bit because I mean you've just been recently selected uh, to the Canadian national team congratulations Thank on you. that uh, how many appearances now have you have you represented Canada at the world championship <laughs> level well my first one I made the national team when I was 16 I had to jump busher told me Steve Bush I had to jump 200 feet trick 96 run three at 38 to make the team okay so I sped the boat up I was still two years into juniors left went six foot started the season in Canada crashed a few times made it so convinced i was going to even win <laughs> didn't win um yeah so, so when you were 16 what yeah. you what year was that 2001 2001 that would have been yeah that would have been in Rochetto in yeah. italy right yeah i was all amped fired up jumping with Jarrett, back-to-back jump sets and like so yeah that one all the way through i missed one with my head injury in russia 2011 i missed mm-hmm and Brianne went and represented the family and got tied for third and got fourth in slalom, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, I missed one mm-hmm. over whatever, 20, geez, I don't know, 23 years. Now, it, it, must, it, it must be quite, quite touching from, from your point of view, or quite gratifying from your point of view that, uh, that Canada is still, it, you know, is still prepared to entrust upon you to to do what is necessary out there on the, on the water, being a being a specialist and being in the specialist in the, in a in a very very tough and tough event yeah. uh, of, of of jumping. Because I mean, Canada has plenty of specialists that they could have chosen from. I mean, in other events such as Cole McCormick and Stephen Nevue, you know, but. They look to you to to put the points on the board in a in a singular event, which could could really uh, uh, turn turn the tide. Really, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, consistency and you know my track record over the years, and I inch my way up from eighth and sixth and fourth at a worlds and third at a worlds and second at a worlds, and then I won and I've won the last four. So it's like, you know, and they see I'm healthy and. You know, the Canada has a really uh, detailed program. You know, we get fitness tested, we get drug tested, we got tons of check-ins, we submit yearly training plans, we get funding, we get grants if we do well. Um, we got a support team, and Steve Bush has run that a lot. And now that, you know, Torch has been handed over to, you know, a new crew who's doing really well. And, um, yeah, so I, I guess they have faith in me to keep doing my best. But they, they check up on us all the way throughout the year. So, literally, I got drug tested two nights ago at... 11 p.m. So oh, lovely. They thought someone was robbing us, but no, just just the whole <laughs> USADA showing up for Canada. But yeah, so they're not just throwing darts at who's going. <laughs> yep. So I mean, hardly a surprise that you that you were selected. What uh, let 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 me ask you for your assessment of how uh, Canada Canada's team is go, uh, is is shaping up. Uh, let's go through some of the names. Okay, obviously you, uh, uh, Dorian Llewellyn. Yeah. Uh, give it. Give us your uh, your take on him. I mean, he's been absolutely focused for, I guess, two three years since his. I think he's been out of school. Um, super consistent, hard worker, massive potential to win overall. He won tricks last world. He almost 
you know, got near me and jump, which is... But he comes in with an injury yeah, on his left foot, right? He's beat up a little. Um, but again, the, the medical team and his medical team, and they've assessed him, and we're seeing him training out here. And How are you doing, bud? And then I come out here, and he's slalom and tricking and two jump sets. And he's going easy, but he's smart. He's building into it. Um, but, yeah, his he can do all the stuff. It's just now that his body's functioning, uh, just turning up the dial a little bit. But, yeah, he'll be he'll be strong. Connolly Panette. Awesome, yeah. I mean, I coached Conley a few times when he was a little kid, and and now the last handful of years jumping six foot. Um, I don't train with him anymore, uh, so I don't really see what he's doing daily. But he's a good guy. He's a hard worker. Um, he's definitely gonna go for it. I know that. So I th- I think he's got he's got potential of definitely making the finals, being a top, you know, top four, top six. Um, if he does what he can, so we'll see. And he's overall too. Indeed, indeed. Uh, fresh off a uh, of a pending collegiate national uh, women's trick record, Neely Ross. Yeah, I mean, she's the best or one of the best women's trickers and also a great slammer, so she's ready to go. She'll do awesome, I think. And uh, two last two competitors. First of them, uh, Pedrini, who's who's been yeah. doing who's been doing uh, pretty well uh, so far this year on the water ski uh, world water skiers uh, overall tour. You know, she's travelled uh, through most, if not all, of the stops this season. Yeah, I don't. I haven't skied with her, but I used to ski with Matt a bit when I was a kid. Um, she's just to me. I've seen her consistently improving. Um, I think a great overall skier. I, I mean, I don't even was she slalom deep thirty nine now and oh, yeah. nine thousand points. I don't know the exact stats, but yeah, I think yeah, jump, jumping jumping is a weak uh, yeah is, is a weak portion. But even so, she was able to uh, to score a third place overall the last time round in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I just know everybody on the Canadian team has got a program. They're looking at a bigger picture than just skiing every day. Um, everybody takes it seriously. And we've got a great shot. Indeed, indeed. And there's one person we missed out, wasn't yeah. it? Whitney McClintock Greeny. Well, we know what she's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to come out blazing and hopefully win slalom. Yeah, and she's probably, I think she's, she'll actually be tricking as well. Okay. Just, to, just to give I her. I didn't know if she was or not. Yeah, from okay. from what I understand from the reports that I'm getting, she's probably be, be tricking, which is just a, you know, it's just. You you just you just hammer hammer the nail, you know, <laughs> yeah, and and then you just whack it in just 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 a few more times just for good measure, you know. Yeah. The uh, team Canada are ahead of the uh, the other the other we'll countries. See. We'll see. All right then. So uh, we'll uh, we'll round up uh, this podcast at, at this time. I certainly thank you, uh, Ryan Dodd, uh, for uh, availing yourself of your valuable time uh, to to talk to talk to me. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you got you. Sure, if I give you the opportunity, you'll no doubt uh, thank uh, uh, Brianne and uh, and the folks uh, closest that you associate with to get you uh, to get you trained up and prepared for for something yeah. like this. Because you know, you know, dialing up your season for six jumps, you know, is a yeah. is, is a pretty. Yeah, I mean, tall. I went for Moomba. Um, went great. The Masters went great. Last minute California entry. Went all right, and now the whole focus has been here, and everybody that I work with has known that, and they put pressure on me, but I think I put pressure harder back, and I've got, you know, it's like when I was younger, I had, you know, my dad and Mike Ferraro and Jared Llewellyn and a few coaches, but now it's like 
the list just keeps growing. Um, new people, the same people come back around and super thankful. Brianne's in there every day dealing with me, helping me, giving me wisdom, support. Um, and then, like I said, I have a, my trainer, Avery Tucker, um, been amazing over the last, I think, four years. Um, I started working with uh, Eric Goodman. He's uh, foundation training. He's one of the best back experts in the world and he lives over in Satellite Beach. He's helped me immensely. Uh, Corey Howell is a pro surfer on his own chiropractic clinic and I see him every week. He's also over by me at the beach. Still talk to Mike Ferraro like two times this week. He's helping me. Natalia, we were college friends and we helped each other with jump. She just rode in the boat and gave me like the most insight I've had in a long time. Just oh, on, wow. like, hey, this is you, but you're not doing this. Like she remembers me when I'm and she's back like, in college college and just over the years like watching me from a distance and talking and i used to help her and she's help her help her students and vice versa and we have, we've both helped the same athletes so just in the same language was super helpful and kind of turned me around there um like where else do i go there's just so many so many people um of course you're doing it for your kids dad, as well still, you know and even like what I need changes. Like literally yesterday I was like trying to buy a house and I needed to borrow money from my brother in law, my dad, and we needed to I'm like, Brian, we need to figure this out. Like this is like <laughs> a third of our year's income, like right now. You want me stress relief for the world? Let's make this happen. I'll have to think about it for the next three weeks. I got I got a lot of help. Um and I, I love it. Indeed, indeed, and I certainly thank you uh, once again for availing yourself of your, of your time to do this podcast. This has been the latest edition of the TWBC podcast uh, with uh, with Ryan Dodd, and we certainly wish him the best of luck going forward uh, with the World Water Ski Championships uh, coming up very, very soon in, uh, in, a, in a little over two weeks' time uh, at the time of this recording. So, uh, so on the behalf of him and myself, uh, Tony Lightfoot, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.